Stay informed, get involved. Welcome to the Great Amber's Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cameron. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome uh, back to the Great Amber's Podcast. Uh, slight schedule change. Uh, the interview I was going to put up today with Jesse and Charles with Wismical Farms, I'm going to put off uh, to next week. Um, I want to take just today and kind of talk about sort of what's been happening around and in in the U.S. and in Canada and just around in the last uh, week or 10 days, um, especially around the Black Lives Matter protests. The reality is, is I'm a white man who grew up in a middle-class family in Amherst, and I have never felt or been subject to the discrimination or the racism or the exclusion that people of color and minorities have felt throughout their whole life. And, and I just don't think anybody should be discriminated against because of the color of their skin. And I have also never entered into an encounter with a police officer where I've feared even a little bit that it was going to turn violent. And I also don't think anybody should have that fear. Um, and I think that I have a responsibility to help stop this from happening. I also have the responsibility to acknowledge that I don't know much about the history of African Nova Scotians in Amherst or in Nova Scotia, and I don't know a lot about the organizations to help support uh, and are helping to move forward the minority communities and communities for people of color. I don't know much about the history or or those organizations, and it's my responsibility to learn more about them and learn more about how I can actually work to help. So my goal or my commitment is to find people and learn more about people in our community who I can talk to and interview uh, on the podcast to share their stories and to our community and to you, our listeners, and so that I can learn a lot more about our history and our community. Right now, I think a lot of the Black Lives Matter protests and a lot of the protests are about a lot of the violence that in the images and the oppression that we see in the United States. And I think it's extremely important for us in our community and local Amherstonians to support these groups on social media, share their messages, get their, get the message out there so people can understand and hear and get a sense of what it is. It's important to support them financially as well. The groups that are doing this great work, we need to step up and help them that way. And it's also important that we look at our own community and don't forget that we can act to make a change here in our community. We have no impact, no ability to impact the uh, rules of engagement in Halifax or Fredericton or New York City or any of these cities. But we as a community can come together and say, this is what we want for our police department and in our community. And we can work hard to make that those changes. Um, this is this is actually something I've been talking about sort of the last three or four weeks. Um, in the conversations that I had with Bill Casey and Terry Farrell and Rob Small, they were all centered around individual people in Amherst acting to make changes happen in our community. And so through those conversations, there were three things that stu- stood out to me, three main takeaways that I had. One was that voices matter. The people that showed up at the Black Lives Matter protest, that makes a difference. That makes a difference to the politicians and that makes a difference in the community. Two, it's not a fast process. It takes a longer sustained effort to make these changes happen. Um, One meeting doesn't replace the rules of engagement for the police force. It takes a while. It takes a lot of consistent engagement and pressure by 
people in the community want to see these changes. And three, the third main thing that I took away from that was, is if you want to affect change, you need to understand how the system works and how it's set up now. You may want something completely different at the end, but our system works with small incremental changes made over a long period of time leads to these huge changes. So I didn't know much about the governance of the Amherst Police Department, and I spent a little bit of time uh, over the weekend learning more about that. So the town of Amherst, we obviously have the Amherst Police Department. Um, So the Amherst Police Department reports to the Amherst Board of Police Commissioners. They don't report to the town council. The Amherst Board of Police Commissioners is the statutory body that is created by the police, the Nova Scotia Police Act and bylaws by the town of Amherst. So those are the two legislative documents that guide how the board operates. The board has six members, uh, three members from town council and three community members. Actually, there's another member that's from the uh, Department of Justice, the Nova Scotia Department of Justice. So this board, the board of commissioners meets uh, in the bylaws, it says meets minimum of every three months. And there's actually a meeting on Tuesday. Um, I went on the Amherst website, amherst.ca, saw this on the upcoming schedules. However, I did notice there was no agenda posted for that meeting yet. Um, You can, anybody can attend these meetings. They're also at this point live streamed. Uh, You can find links to the uh, live streams on amherst.ca. That's the town's website. Um, The minutes and what happened in the meeting should be posted. And I went looking for them, but... A uh, couple things I noticed. One is they're not where you think they should be. Um, you, if you go to the Amherst website, you go. You think they should be under government council committee meet, minutes, but they're not there. You actually have to go down to where it says live streamed meetings, and then you need to scroll further down. Um, you have to go down to past meetings, and then scroll all the way down even further to find police commission, and that's where you can get all of the uh, agendas. But one thing that I noticed that I don't think is correct is the minutes for the meetings are not posted as a separate document. So if I want to find, and I just think this is, this is a minor thing that can be switched and fixed, but I think it is important for the community to have an understanding of what our police department's doing and the police commission board is actually doing. And so I can't find them right now. So if I want to find the minutes for the February 9th, actually, if I want to find the minutes for the January 22nd meeting, I actually have to go into the agenda page of the February meeting, then scroll down. And then I find there's under call to order section 1.3 is the approval of minutes. Then I have to go into that section to then find the document of the minutes that recaptures or captures what happened at the previous meeting. Uh, this is minor, but this is something that I think should be changed. The minutes for the police board meetings and actually all town committee meetings should be more easily accessible. So you don't have to go through four different uh, steps to find them. So there's the three council members that are on the police board of commissions right now are uh, deputy mayor, Sheila Christie, uh, councillor um, oh, Vince Byrne and councillor Daryl Jones. So if you think that the minutes for these meetings should be more should be posted in a more easily accessible spot, please send them an email. I'll put um, I'll put their emails in the show notes. You can just send them a quick email and say, hey, please 
you know, uh, please have the tech team look at placing the minutes somewhere that they're very easily accessible so that we as community members can know and make it much more easier to know what's happening with the police department and the police commission. That's something quick, something simple, something easy that we can do. It's not radical reform, but it helps improve our community oversight of our police department. Um, I'll also post a link to the town bylaws so you can read a bit more about the bylaws behind the police board of commissions. And I'll post a link to the board of uh, commissioners information page. So that's sort of just very, very quick rundown of the governance structure of our police department. Um, so like I said earlier, my commitment is to find people and find organizations that I can interview and share their stories so that we can learn more about our community and how we can help members of our community that need, need help. And we can learn what the best way to do this. Because I think one of the most important things to remember is where we're at now, we didn't get here in one day. This has been, this is a systemic issue. This goes back generations. So it's not, there was many decisions made over a long period of time that have led us to the point where we're at right now. Those are important for me to look at so I can understand what are the decisions that have got to us at this point that I can learn from that and that I can hear what people need from me to help them move forward uh, in a stronger and a better way, which ultimately makes our community stronger, healthier, safer, just better. So everybody, uh, yeah, please take care. Look after each other. Uh, this is a this is a tough, challenging time, and we will, as I started right at the beginning, we will get through this. We will only get through this together. So everybody, please look after each other, and I'll talk to you again.